What happens when a DNA test and search for family takes you down a winding road of darkness and danger? This vampire flick strived to be a head-turner, but is that what it accomplished? Stay tuned for your spoiler-free review. Why you don't understand? Camera speed. Down production, take one. Hello, all my cinephiles. I hope you're doing good this week. And I hope you're excited for what this episode has in store. Now, I'm reviewing a new movie. It recently came out. But before I get to that, let's do a little check-in. How are we? What have we been watching this week? For me, I have been on a vampire buzz, I will say. Um, I binged Twilight. But Amazon Prime has the all the Twilights, but the bonus feature extended editions. <laughs> Which is not good for me. So I have been watching every Twilight. And then I watched the hour and a half extra bonus feature at the very end. To learn more about the set design and just the process of it. Which is very interesting as someone who enjoys film production. So yeah, I watched that. I really have wanted to watch like the classic horror or the classic vampire movies um like bram stoker's dracula i wanted to watch what was the other one interview with a vampire but you have to pay for those and we like our stuff free over here i did start crimson peak i don't think that's a vampire movie but they have said that crimson peak is very similar to the movie that i am reviewing this week so I thought I'd give it a try. Plus, it has Tom Hiddleston in it, and how can you not love it? To kick us off, the movie that I am reviewing this week is The Invitation. Now, this movie was directed by Jessica M. Thompson. You know, we love a woman director. It was released in the United States on August 26th of 2020. So, mm, it's fairly new. You're not missing out anything if you still haven't watched it. But I would go watch it, you know, in, in the next week or so. And this movie is a vampire movie. The synopsis goes a little bit like this. After the death of her mother and having no other known relatives, Evie, played by Natalie Emmanuel, her name has an H in it, so I hope it's not Nathalie, you would think that it's not, anyways, takes a DNA test and discovers a long-lost cousin she never knew she had. Invited by her newfound family to a lavish wedding in the English countryside, she's at first seduced by the sexy aristocrat host but is soon thrusted into a nightmare of survival as she uncovers twisted secrets in her family's history and the unsettling intentions behind their sinful generosity. This review is going to be spoiler-free so that you all can make a sound judgment as to whether it's a movie that you want to watch or not. Of course, I always say watch a movie anyways because what's it going to hurt? But I do recognize that vampire Media is not everybody's cup of tea. And that's 100% understandable. But what this movie does is it's still, a, it's still a romance. But they use the romance as a way of swindling you into believing that everything is going okay. Once the romance fades, then it's no longer like a... A fan fiction <laughs> um and i really 
they really do kind of try to bring horror back into the subject of vampires because for the longest time I feel like all of the vampire movies that we were getting were turned into fantasy they were a thing of the supernatural but they were no longer seen as these evil things twilight for example kind of created the narrative of good vampires and evil vampires vampire diaries good vampires evil vampires and so you there's been this kind of movement of like humanizing these creatures that were once seen as you know monsters they were seen they were part of the creature features so i that's something that this movie does that i really did enjoy i do have some problems with the way that this film was marketed but of course we'll talk about that later overall though what i thought that i was going to walk into was a vampire movie i knew it was about vampires i knew it was about some sort of romance boom there but um like there was a little bit of a twist that was not hey i'm a vampire because the trailer showed that but it just wasn't as big of a twist that it should have been but overall i did like the movie and i thought it was it was fun it was honestly i think when talking about this movie you have to bring race into it because it's it's just uh, Black Twilight. I mean, everybody else in that movie is white except for two people. But it's if Bella Swan had been black, what would it look like? And this is what that is. So I did like the way that race played into this movie because it was even in the dialogue. It was in their interactions. And so there were a lot of themes playing at hand and it was just interesting to see these kind of topics in a movie like a vampire movie i will go ahead get into my likes and my dislikes now honestly i'm going to warn you now i don't have a lot of dislikes not as many as my likes but at the same time this was not a movie that like i left the movie theater having to talk about raving about super super like you know choking people out to get them to see this movie i it wasn't like that there wasn't any sort of like post excitement about it but watching it i did enjoy it and maybe that's simply just because it's a vampire movie and i feel like we have not gotten a good vampire movie in a while but teach their own so some general notes first um, that I just kind of wrote down. When people are talking about this movie, they relate it to other movies that are similar. And so on TikTok, if you were to look up The Invitation and the way that people are talking about it, they're like, oh, it's just a Ready or Not ripoff. And it, it is very similar to Ready or Not, I will say, but they do have their different qualities. I did think that there was... At least in the beginning, it reminded me of Dark Shadows, and I just, I love Dark Shadows, I have to say. I love that movie. Um, and so it had this phantom gothic, gothic aesthetic, but I just kind of wish they had kept that going. And there's a bit of a gothic, dark vibe to it, but 
it doesn't, it's not a consistent thing. As I was watching it, I also just felt like we knew too much about the premise of the movie and things were too obvious. And I felt like we, there had to be something else that we didn't know. There had to be something else that we were just missing out on because of the way that the trailer was. But I don't want to speak so much on that now because I'm saving it for later. But I, I do think there's, there are certain themes in this movie um, that play a role in the structuring of the relationships and the characters themselves. One of those themes is family, but in more of like a midsummer kind of way. <laughs> like this person doesn't have family, and so now she does have family, but not in the way that she wants to have family. And so I was kind of getting that. There was also a bit of a theme going on with gender. And in the very beginning, they do have a conversation about like touching women's bodies without consent. And then you just kind of get like tiny jabs at and they're very subtle like they're not they're not like right in your face but you just pick up on them they talk about having just a family of boys and then Walt says you don't know what it's like for people to use you and take advantage of you to a woman and she's like oh yeah really I don't okay but it also just doesn't play a heavy heavy role like that's not what the movie is about so those are my general notes but on to my likes. Now, I was talking about this a little bit before, but one of the things that I did like was that this movie made vampires horrific again. They really dehumanized them and used the cinematography and post-production to really just enhance the dreadful mood that was going on throughout this movie. And they made vampire they made this vampire into a creature. Like it wasn't it wasn't just a human, but they made it into something lurking in the dark and you know, crawling on the walls and stuff. And I thought that was it was something that was different from what we've gotten, I would say, in the past maybe even six years. And I really did enjoy the way that they manipulated the cinematography specifically to maintain the mystery of the creature. Yes, it was for jump scare, but I also think because the way that this movie was marketed and the way that the trailer was, it was like, okay, yes, we know that there's a vampire, but what do they look like? What, you know, are how are they different from the vampires that we've seen before? Are they the same? And so you're trying to figure this out, but you don't actually see the vampire in you know in the beginning you see the vampire attack but you don't actually see the vampire so i liked just that kind of making use of um camera techniques and darkness to really keep that mystery i also enjoyed the symbolism um within this movie so the mansion that walt lives in is white on the exterior and it's very big, very bright, very beautiful. But then when you go inside, it's just completely dark. I think this stands to be a symbol for the illusion of what's going on in this situation. 
and you know it's kind of like it's right there in your eyes but you don't you don't think of it like that at first um everything seems so right for evie she is meeting her family you know she she went from having no family to suddenly having some family and she's hearing all these stories and so everything's going great and then things take a turn for the worse and what was once white and bright and cheerful and good is now suddenly dark and scary and bad and evil. There is also some symbolism going on in terms of images or imagery. So in the beginning, we see this key emblem um, from, a com- from the company that Evie gets her DNA test from. And we see that same emblem in the mansion whenever they're, you know, doing all their wedding events. And it kind of leaves you wondering, okay, why am I seeing this again? Is this, is, are these linked somehow? Moving on from the symbolism, I, I did like the combination of paranormal and creature feature. There were, yes, there's vampires, but there's also a little bit of like a paranormal ghost thing going on and part of me I was I was scared that it was going to end up cheesy (laughs) I was because when it comes to like I feel like sometimes when movies have more than one creature in it it can get cheesy real fast like if you have a ghost and a zombie in a movie then it's just like okay now we're doing a little too much let's keep it at one thing and one thing only I think that adding the paranormal aspect enhanced just the kind of like eeriness to the vibe of the movie. Moving down my list, also really liked, and you know, I already talked about how they just use uh, post-production techniques and cinematography. Um, Specifically, I really did like the use of sound to enhance the tension in the scenes. And there's one particular scene where they're in the spa and like just the sounds going on, the background sounds sometimes will change the change their volume. So it'll be like they're just playing in the background and all of a sudden you hear like a nail being clipped very, very loudly in each beat of the conversation that's going on. And yeah, there's an argument. And so then you have that background noise. It's just kind of like enhancing that tension and speeding it up almost. And so I thought that was really good. And I was, I was sweating. I was like, okay, what's going to happen? What's going on? And I, I do think that there's a little bit of a reveal towards the end. Um, or like I would say in the middle, there's a bit of a reveal. But the, I mean, the main thing of this movie is that this guy's a vampire. And we know, but she doesn't know. And so... It's kind of like we already know the big secret. Is there something else? And even that something else is not, it just doesn't, it's not mm, solid. There's no substance to it, you know? I liked the overall vibe. I liked the overall tone that, that it set. I liked the way that they used race, not in like a forefrontal way but kind of just like in the background, kind of like the the commentary on gender. It was there, but it didn't take up the entire scene. 
Evie being a mixed black girl, like she is now suddenly in this white family um, and they make certain comments and it's sh you can see her just kind of double back and be like, okay. Black vampires just, I don't think they come around very often in film. And if they do, then it's just like, they're in the background or they're like Laurent from Twilight, who's, who was evil and made evil on purpose because Stephanie Myers only wanted black people in her stuff if they were evil. Don't shoot the messenger. Now, moving on to my dislikes, I'll go ahead and I'll talk about the marketing just so that I can get it off my chest. <laughs> now, I didn't really even question it until I watched the movie and then I also started seeing stuff on social media just kind of point small things out. When you're sitting in the movie theater, once you finish watching a movie and you kind of feel dissatisfied, like what you were wanting out of the movie, you just didn't get. And you're kind of like, mm, why? Why do I feel this way? And so that's kind of how I felt. Now, I didn't feel 100% disappointed when I was leaving the movie theater. I was just like, okay, yeah. It was, you know, it was good. But it wasn't good enough to the point where I was, you know, raving about it like I already have, have said. I think a large part of that was because the marketing one was just not positioned correctly and two they revealed way too much in the marketing and i don't know why they did that 100 <laughs> percent because most vampire movies the twist is that the person is a vampire and if it's not that they are a vampire then the twist is you know whether that vampire decides to kill this person or not or whatever the case is so for us to have kind of this third person world view of what's going on in this movie except the movie is really from the perspective of evie it's just it just kind of feels like the narrative isn't matching up 100 percent, and the point of view just isn't matching up 100 percent. we're supposed to feel what Evie is feeling we're supposed to see it through her her through her lens right and yet we have an obscured kind of point of view because we know what this movie is about and the trailer literally told us what the movie is so as you know her and Walt get closer and um you know she you know she starts to fall for his flatteries in our mind, we're like, that's a whole vampire. And I mean, and I'm not going to lie, him being a whole vampire does not change how I feel. <laughs> like, I was watching a TikTok and they were saying, um, you know, how Bella Swan would have watched this movie and think, okay, what's the problem, Evie? Like, why don't you want to be a vampire? I don't see the big issue. And that's 100% me too. I definitely think that they should have limited what they showed in the trailer. They should have allowed for more mystery. And they should have trusted that the people who want to see this movie would have been interested with even more mystery in the trailer. And that's something that's something about trailers these days. Like 
it's almost like they doubt how much or maybe they just don't trust their ability to market a movie correctly maybe they don't trust that we will want to see a movie if they completely leave out all of the details of the movie but look at nope look at x both of those movies the trailer did not tell you anything and yet people love those movies So I just think that a lot of film production companies should really try to, they should properly estimate just how much an audience is going to enjoy a movie based off of the marketing. And of course, that's their job. That's not mine. So by all means, I might not even know what I'm talking about. That's, and that's fair. That's valid. Because half the time, do I really know what I'm talking about? I don't know. I, I just see a very, very big trend in movie trailers and I don't I don't want to know every single thing that's going to happen into a movie that I'm about to walk into like I want to have a good idea of what the movie is about sure but I don't want to know the narrative and I think there's a difference in like marketing a movie from the movie's plot and the movie's narrative and if you market the movie from the narrative more than the plot then you're going to reveal more than you really need to but maybe i'm just saying nonsense who knows i was i was listening to one tiktok talking about the invitation and they were saying this movie should have been marketed to those who love fan fiction those who love vampire romance um those who love fantasy romance and i completely agree um because i think that those people would have eaten this movie up. I mean, they are eating the movie up, but then you also have other people who aren't necessarily a fan of those types of things. They probably hate Twilight. And if you hate Twilight, then you're you're not going to like this movie. If you hate The Vampire Diaries, you're you're not going to like this movie. That's just how the the cookie crumbles, you know? And that's fine. But I also think that like when people give reviews on movies like this to say like the movie was bad it's like okay but is this a movie that you would have watched on your regular like that you would have chosen to watch had you known what the movie was about and how how it was filmed you know the vibe of it probably not probably not because would you would you choose to watch vampire academy or twilight or what's another vampire romance movie? I don't know. But um, I definitely think that there is a great point in that. But of course, like I said, that's not my job. Maybe one day, but not now. So I'll leave the people to do their job. I also, my other dislike, I hated the ending. I felt like the ending was rushed. And it also felt like a commercial, oddly enough. I'm not going to go too much into detail about that. Um, but you'll, you'll see what I'm talking about if you do choose to see this movie. I felt like the entire movie was build up, and then once the tension and the conflict and the narrative was built up enough, it just came speeding down the hill. Like, there wasn't a lot of chase or fight or anything. It was just kind of like, it happened and now we're here. And so that was very just kind of anticlimactic in itself. 
I think that the strongest points in this movie would probably be the very middle half. The beginning is okay. Um, it's really just to kind of set the mood in terms of, okay, who is Evie? Why is she so adamant to find family? Whatever the case is. And once she actually gets to England, that's when it, it starts to kind of progress a little faster. But then but then it's like it just never slows down. It just progressively gets faster. <laughs> and all of a sudden you're at the ending and you're like, all of this for the, for what? For this? This is what we get? Okay, cool. Overall, though, I really did enjoy it just because I am a vampire fiction fan. That I've always been one. I'll always defend vampires to the day I die. So... Yeah, I think that I really I really do wish that the movie would have built less of a romance aspect and more of the the actual conflict. Um, you know, once she learns that she's surrounded by vampires, I wish that we would have seen more of just her trying to come to terms with everything. I'm really trying to like not go into depth about everything because I I don't want to spoil this for you all. Um, so I'm going to leave it at that to be safe. And I, I do hope that you decide to see it if you are a vampire person because it was good. And my grandmother the other day about it and she was like i'll tell you like you know the original dracula it scared me and i was like did it really wow and so it's just to think that the original dracula and the several you know renditions of dracula or you know the vampire movies um they they used to be scary nosferatu scary dracula scary and then at some point, that just changed over time. And now you have people who, if they were to encounter a vampire, they would probably be like, okay, here. Here's my, here's my artery. Just, like, make a small incision. Like, they, they wouldn't care. That's why I, I think that's part of why I enjoy vampire fiction so much, is to see the different ideas of what a vampire could be. I, you know, you have just the blood-sucking, um, immortal, allergic to garlic creature that sleeps in a coffin, and then you have the sparkly, supernatural, um, fast-running, high-jumping vampire who doesn't sleep in a coffin, but they still don't sleep, and they don't drink human blood, but they drink animals instead, and from there you also have those vampires that they can make people forget stuff and they run super fast and they they're immortal and they can turn off their emotions and they have doppelgangers and like there's just so much there are so many different versions and you can take the idea of a vampire and really spin it into whatever you want and make an entire different story out of it and it's just so fun to see the evolution of that original idea. I hope that you choose to see this movie and that you find something to enjoy about it. All right, so on Letterboxd, I did rate this movie a three, 
out of five stars because I just, I do think it sucks. I really wish that the marketing did not like completely skew my experience in the movie, but that's the thing. That's what marketing is. That is the purpose of marketing, especially in movies. Like, you know, they do kind of shape your perspective of certain stuff. All in all, thank you so much for listening to this episode. I hope that you take this with a grain or a bag of salt, whatever you wish. Even if it doesn't seem like a good movie, maybe maybe see it this weekend. Because tickets are going to be $3 in the movie theater. So it's better than spending $12 on a movie ticket, you know? Spend $3. I'm telling you now though, I am using that $3 and I'm going to see Jaws in 3D. Because when am I ever going to encounter an opportunity like that? Probably never. Regal specifically is coming out with a lot of like throwback movies um, in the next two months. So definitely check those out. I know for sure that they're bringing Trick or Treat, The Lost Boys, and Halloween into theaters. I don't know if it's select theaters or if it's all theaters. But definitely check your local Regal or any other movie theater that might be around you to see what cool movies are um, going to be coming back into theaters. But anyways, yeah, that's all for this episode. Um, you can find me on Instagram at the Unbound Cinefem Pod. You can find me on Twitter at Unbound Cinefem. Or you can follow me on Letterboxd at Avery C-O-L. <laughs> all right, thank you for tuning in, and I hope to catch you next time.